episode 107. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller, and now international talent agent. Well, we're going to Republic, Missouri today. We're visiting with Stephen Brown, singer-songwriter, guitarist, actor, comedian, recording artist, author, speaker, teacher, voiceover artist, and IT specialist. Well, you better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride on this one. But first... Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed. With scripture delivered by Christine Mercy. Along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth. And just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished, and yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. On the Dharmic Evolution today, I'm really happy to have Stephen Brown, a man who has so many talents, we'd probably need four shows to cover them all. So he's a singer, songwriter, guitarist, actor, comedian, recording artist, author, speaker, teacher, voiceover artist, and IT specialist. Stephen, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta commend you and thank you and appreciate you for your tenacity. Uh, we did this a few weeks ago and we got crushed by a power failure that uh, kind of dumped the whole show out. We got almost to the end, and uh, I appreciate you coming back and giving us another shot here. So, and and I had a uh, thunderstorm, lightning storm, about an hour before our show this morning. So I'm thinking, oh no, oh. not again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so uh, so great to have you back on the Dharmic Evolution. This time it's for real. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, let's start at the top. Let's let's figure out how your path took you to where you are now. Can you just share with everybody how you got into? Uh, let's start with the musical career. How did you get connected to music from the beginning? Um, what inspired you, or you know, what event in your life? kind of triggered that inside of you that, hey, this is this is the path you're going to be on the rest of your life? Well, it kind of, like with uh, a lot of musicians that grew up in the 60s and the 70s, uh, you know, it started with a lot of uh, big uh, artists uh, and bands, you know, the Beatles, Elvis, uh, all the big names, you know, I listened to uh, Boston, Eagles, uh, uh, America, Bread. Those were some of my favorites back then <clears throat> i know that's eclectic taste but i even listened to later on i listened to uh, as a teenager in the 70s i was kind of strange uh i would listen to classical music i would listen to big band music you know uh benny goodman and uh, uh tommy dorsey and, and and all those and uh so that was a little different i grew up around country music a lot because i was raised in texas and arkansas um uh, and you'll see that in uh, some of my, or you'll hear that come through in some of my music. But uh, 
it what it's not intentional <laughs> sometimes it is right. like with the song the latest song on uh my latest album called babies and old folks it's got a country flair to it but couldn't help that um but then i found out i liked singing and my sister uh invited me to come sing in the youth choir at church as with a lot of uh vocalists got got their start in church and i was just singing in the background didn't know if i was any good or not and my choir director evidently heard me you know and he brought me forward and, and asked me if i would do solos and that that started my uh time singing in front of people in in public um, so it all went went uphill from there you know it's funny how you mentioned uh you didn't know if you were any good but like very few of us ever think we're any good when we start, and it's um, right. I always feel like it's kind of um, it's kind of a, a leap of faith because if you feel that way and you're so insecure, like so many musicians I meet are very, very uh, on some level very mm-hmm. introverted and sort of insecure. But until they find that that it's okay to be on stage and it feels good and you finally get that validation, it's almost like, you know, you're walking on a tightrope with no net and it's like, man, am, am I am I going to ever do this? Is it, am, I, am I in the right place or anything? And you right. get that validation and then all of a sudden you become extroverted when you're, mm-hmm. you know, because you light up, you know, that energy just flows from the crowd to you and it touches your gift and then you give it back. So um, I always find that kind of a little miracle that um, we even get to do it at all, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's a total blessing. I mean, just to be on stage, uh, first time I did my first solo and I heard the roarous applause, I was hooked, you know? Yeah. I was just, uh, I'm, it's that instant validation that we get when we're on stage, uh, especially live. You know, that's, that's so cool when you can touch people enough that they will respond in a way that's, uh, that's positive. Although there have been times that I've been singing in places like, uh, I, I used to do a lot of nursing homes and I do still do on occasion. Uh, but some of those dear folks, their their older folks, uh, they're so precious. Uh, but on one occasion, there was this one lady that was very outspoken, and she, at the end of one song, she just yelled out, "I don't like him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the ones you never forget, right? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I I did one uh, a couple years ago, and and I know what you're talking about is. Uh, you know, some I had like a I was working with this vocal coach, and she actually brought all her students to this, um, you know, this uh, senior citizens home, and a lot of them, you know, were in wheelchairs huh? and so forth. And she asked me to come and play, and I I said, yeah, okay, I'll I'll come, you know. And of course, I was the oldest guy there; they're all kids. So um, I got up at the end, but I was so impressed with um, the fact that these people. Like, they were so appreciative of, like, this is just so cool. I don't have to leave the building, and I, I come down, and I get entertained by all this fabulous music from yeah. all different ages and all different um, genres and walks of life. And uh, you could just see most of the room, they just lit up because they were just treated so, in their eyes, I guess they were treated so specially to have you know, a concert walk right into their building, you know. So it, uh-huh. it gave me a whole new appreciation of, you know, uh, I, I need to do more of that. So I, I, I commend you and, uh, and uh, you know, thank you for your service on that. Hey, you also mentioned uh, you, you have very eclectic tastes. You, some of the artists you mentioned, you know, you went, you went from bread to Boston. I love that, man. That, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, go yeah. from a mellow acoustic guitar, you know, with David Gates and then, you know, the, the screaming uh-huh. uh, Brad, Bradley Delp, I think, from Boston. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Great, great stuff. All, everything in between, man. And um, I think it's so awesome that we get to pull from uh, all different styles and then create our own uh, eventuality, which is, you know, what we put our signature on. Yeah, and, and people ask me, well, what genre do you, you play? I said, yes, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I mean, I go from from jazz, blues, 
rock, gospel, and even country, you know, into crossing over and back and forth into these areas. If you, my latest album only has seven songs on it, but there's a flavor of different styles in each one. Uh, so, um, and I, and I tried to, the previous six or previous five albums, sorry, uh, were traditional Well, not traditional. They were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Overt, uh, gospel, contemporary Christian music. Okay. It was very obvious. Right. Uh, but this last one, I tried to appeal to a broader range of people who are not necessarily into that, you know, the overt gospel. This is a little more subtle and more mainstream, uh, get their attention, get their, their ear first, and then, uh, kind of draw them in with a positive message. Fantastic. You know, speaking of that, let's give everyone a flavor of what Stephen Brown is all about. And this song is, it's all glorious. Stephen, tell us about that track. Well, I uh, <laughs> it started with a simple text that a co-worker sent me. Uh, he evidently saw something up in the sky, and he said, all it said was, look at the sky, the sun. Um, and I thought, wow, that sounds like the start of a song. And so it did. <laughs> and I just started writing from there, just kind of uh, talking about creation, talking about uh, the beauty of, of the world that we live in. You know, sometimes we can get uh, down and on the world and how, oh, how terrible we're going to hell in a handbasket type of thing. And uh, But there's so many good things, so many positive things, not just with nature, but with people, too. There are still good in people. Uh, there's still good people around. And uh, the, the world is still a, an opportunity is what we make it. It's not uh, we don't have to react negatively to everything. Um, so that's that's what that song is about. 
Great, man. I love your uh, your passion for your faith. Um, and, you know, I, obviously you're a Christian. And uh, tell me, how did you how did you um, get connected to your faith? You know, let's just set the music aside just for a second. Is it is it your upbringing, your family, your parents? Um, how was it that you became connected to Christ? Well, it wasn't really my parents. They didn't they didn't go to church. They didn't express their faith. Uh, my grandparents did. Uh, so that was that was a, a, a heritage that I grew up with, uh, and my great grandparents, my great grandmother, she was a good influence on me. Uh, uh, she was very uh, a very good Christian woman, um, and she was around till 1994 when I was I think 32 at the time. So I had a great grandmother till I was 32. Wow. Uh, yeah, we we had a, a big family. We had five generations at one time. And, and that was an influence on me. But also, we moved around a lot. My parents got divorced when I was young. We moved to Texas, back to Arkansas, and different towns around. And so wherever we were, uh, whatever church uh, would send a bus around and pick up us, us kids, uh, that's where we went. You know. And so I got my experience from the time I was about six on, uh, going to church, with my older sister, she's two years older than me, so I was six, she was eight, and uh, we would go to go to these churches wherever we were, wherever we lived, and uh, I, I was kind of, like I said before, I was kind of a weird child, kind of strange. I would sit on the front row and intently listen to what the the pastor or the preacher or speaker was saying, you know, because I was interested in it. I don't know why, uh, but. Uh, it uh, and not until 1976, right before I started going to the youth choir, like I said, uh, did I give my life to Christ and uh, and uh, started following Him and was saved. But then I started singing, and that same year started learning to play guitar, and then the next year started writing songs. So within uh, a one-year period, <laughs> I came to faith. I uh, I started singing publicly uh started playing guitar and writing music everything all at one time pretty much yeah, yeah so so a lot of this probably was your grandmother and your great-grandmother huh <laughs> well my dad uh like i said uh, i grew up around country music and my dad had a country band and he played guitar and sang and my his mother played guitar and sang on my mother's side everyone had an instrument played an instrument or sang and when we got together on holidays, it was a it was a, uh, a jam session. It was a hoedown. <laughs> wow! So so uh, I grew up. I, I had no choice but to be have an appreciation for music. I don't know why uh, some people don't get that, but that's a that's sad that they don't develop that appreciation for music. But my dad gave me his old guitar. He got a new one. He gave me his old guitar, and I got a, a Mel Bay chord book. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah. Mel, I remember yeah, Mel yeah. Bay. Yeah. Mel Bay chord book. I sat down in front of that chord book and just started teaching myself, learning the chords. I would practice three, four hours a night. You know. In fact, my mom has a picture of me uh, laying down on my bed with a guitar on top of me and my fingers still in a chord position, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep. That's uh, commitment, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so, that, so, uh, so, what did you like when you first started playing? Like, what connected you as far as who were you listening to? Just anybody you could get your ears on to start? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, like I said, I was listening. Um, I think America really uh, was one of those. Do you remember them? Oh man, they wrote some they, awesome songs. Yeah. Some cool stuff. They played on 12 string guitars and they played these major seventh chords that I really, I mean, after I learned the basics, I started learning these, these, uh, more complicated chords, although major sevenths are usually easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you I know, still C use major those. Seven. I use those yes. today in my writing a lot. And I think it had to I, do with some of the America songs actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And when I play something, I just playing around with those major seventh chords and someone goes, Hey, that sounds like an America song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's connects with them. It's got a cool, uh, 
it's not quite a minor, not quite a seventh, but it's uh, uh, it's got that cool sound. Yeah, one of my early early songs, uh, I brought it to this guy, and he was uh, he was you know years and years ahead of me. He was a he was a club performer, and and top forty knew every song under the sun, and and I played him one of my first songs, and I thought it was kind of like it had a jazz edge to it, and I finished it, and he looks at me, he goes, "That's Tin Man." That's Tin Man. <laughs> I said, yeah. what? Yeah. My, yeah. my wonderful work out the window. So, uh, oh, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had that happen to me. Yeah. So, so tell me, you got, you got the songwriting, the guitarist. Tell, tell us about your acting career, because I think that's really cool that you are, um, amongst so many other things, also doing, have done, and are doing, I'm, I'm assuming, still acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's something that surprised me. That's been uh, kind of blowing up, as as they say, recently with me, which is strange. I first started, of course, I first started acting in in church plays and stuff, you know, and just kind of getting a little feel for it. And then after I got out of the Navy, I uh, a few years I lived in I live in Southwest Missouri, so I heard there was auditions for a uh, a uh, musical down in Branson, a professional musical uh, drama called The Promise. So I went down and auditioned, you know, just just to see what happened. And they and they hired me, they cast me, uh, and I was there for two years. The second year, I was uh, playing four different roles. I was playing Pontius Pilate. I played uh, Jairus, the dead girl's father. I played uh, Simon the Zealot and a townsperson. So in that Man, that you were last, busy, huh? <laughs> yeah, that last year, that last year uh, in 2008, I had 10 costume changes <laughs> during that two-hour show. Uh, so that wow, was that's fun. like that's like an aerobics course or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we how had, long did this run? Uh, it that run uh, was only three years. I caught it the last two two seasons, uh, 07 and 08. But then that really got me interested in doing more of that so i uh i applied and was accepted to the training program for uh called amtc uh actors models and talent for christ and uh graduated from that in 2014 and they really stepped up my game and 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 helped me to get to the next level uh teaching more about acting about uh uh, stage presence and about uh commercial and, and all kinds of TV, teleprompter, uh, improv. Did you know that they can teach improvisation? <laughs> you, you think it, you think improv is just something that just comes off the top of your head, but you can learn how to develop that and, and to be more fluid in, in a, an improvisational setting. Uh, if, but you got to use it a lot. So, um, then from there, I started getting cast in things. My first film was uh, a little uh, independent film in Dallas uh, called, uh, um, yeah, I should have these list, list up in front of me if I'm going to commit myself to remembering the names. Uh, anyway, I, I, I played a uh, uh, 1930s uh, London aristocrat, but it was all in a dream sequence, uh, kind of a, a flashback dream sequence thing. So I didn't have any lines, but it was all uh, done with with kind of a blurry setting. Uh, so that was my first first role, and, and that film was called "The Truth Behind the Chords." That just kind of started it, and since then I've been in uh, sixteen films. And my lat, lat, latest one is my first lead role. Uh, it's called Taney Como, and it's about a uh, uh, I play the lead role of Dagan, who is a uh, veteran of homeless veteran with PTSD, raising a 13-year-old son. So uh, it's a short film, but uh, very powerful. Wait, he has PTSD, and he is, <laughs> and and he's raising a 13-year-old. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. And they're homeless. Yes. Homeless. God bless this man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, um, so so tell me about the title of this thing. Spell it for me, of this film. Taney Como, T-A-N-E-Y-C-O-M-O. Uh, and I'll be posting more about it. Once they release it uh, in November, I'll be posting more about it on my 
Facebook page and uh, YouTube page and so forth. Excellent. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you feel that um, that you uh, brought your musical chops over in some way to acting? Did that help you as far as performance-wise? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It, believe it or not, uh, and a lot of musical artists don't realize this, when you're on stage, you're, you're acting. You're acting out the song. If you're doing it right, you are conveying the emotion of the lyrics so that is a form of performance, which does flow into acting on camera or on stage. And I really love it whenever I get to be in musicals on stage. Uh, like I just recently, a couple of months ago, finished a run of Oklahoma. Right. And uh, I played uh, the creepy guy, Judd Fry. Judd Fry. Uh, so that was an interesting uh, role for me. Gotta love it the was, name alone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that no, I film or uh, the uh, the stage play, but it was very good. Even though it was, uh, you know, it was community theater and a lot of kids, uh, young people in it, uh, but there were some other people my age and and even older, I think. So uh, we had a we had a great uh, great time in that. I love combining the two, music and acting. Right. I was just going to ask you about that. Is there is there some kind of correlation between the two that you feel like, well, I'd prefer this, but I guess the best part is when you get to do both at the same time. That's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um let's listen to Lift Up Your Hands. Check this one out. Never seen the rain where I did not see the sunshine. Never felt the pain where I did not feel really. Sunshine, no, it won't, but it'll give 
up your hands really awesome track Stephen. hey um have you got a chance to perform any of these in churches by any chance oh yeah yeah, yeah. In, in fact um last night i was at a old country church they had their 100th uh year celebration and doing a revival thing and i was providing the music for that and i i, I sang uh uh it's all glorious uh, i didn't do lift up your hands because I like to do that one with that, uh, the, the guitar uh, solo, the guitarist on that was uh, an awesome uh, musician named uh, Joe Horn. And uh, it just adds so much to it, uh, that blues uh, feel to it. And if I just do it with my acoustic, it doesn't really uh, translate well. Uh, so, uh, and they didn't have a sound system. So it was one of these real old uh, churches. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my compliments on the production for that. Take us into the studio, if you will. Like, um, where do you record and who do you record with as far as a producer? Do you guys have a home studio? How are you, how are you putting your music together to get it recorded? Well, this, this last album I, I recorded in a studio uh, called Roller Music Pro uh, Studio down in uh, Branson, Missouri, and it's owned by... Uh, an engineer and producer, Greg Roller, and uh, he does an awesome job. He's he's an amazing uh, musician himself. He played some of the stuff on other tracks, uh, guitar, key, keyboard, a little bit, but uh, most of the uh, instruments were done with individual artists that I had pulled in, individual musicians that I knew were were professional level, and I wanted to make it better than anything I'd ever done before. So I, I pulled in, you'll, you'll notice on a few of the tracks on my latest one, you'll hear a sax, saxophonist, and he is awesome. His name is Jesse, uh, Jesse Serrano. And, uh, and the, uh, of course I mentioned Joe Horn. He's the lead guitarist just on that one song though. He just played the loved guitar this, on that one song. Loved his tone on that. It sounded like yeah. a Strat or a, or a Telecaster or I, something. I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, really, really good tone and, yeah, and great probably. playing. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, I just pulled in. Uh, Mark Ritchie was on drums. Uh, uh, Gary Freeman on keyboard. And I had a great bass player. Uh, Dick, or no, not <laughs> uh, you got a lot of people Dave, in your Dave, world, Stephen. <laughs> Dave, Dave Clark. That's what, what his name is. Dave Clark. Yeah, I can't forget yeah, Dave yeah, Clark. That's his name. Right. Uh, and I, I always tease him. Where's the other four? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dave Clark. He's an amazing bass player, bassist. He plays for a show in Branson uh, full time. So. I hope you guys are digging this interview with Stephen Brown. Right back to Stephen's interview right after this message. You know, in today's world, most people are struggling with something. It may be someone in your life who has a serious illness, a family member who has been incarcerated, death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however, and I'm here to tell you about Christine Mercy, spiritual teacher, seminary professor, and songwriter. Christine Mercy, who loves and deeply cares for all people, regardless of race, age, or creed. Dr. Mercy has a powerful ministry called Mercy Worldwide Ministries. 
This ministry cares for the sick and the dying and the disabled. If you have a need for prayer or perhaps a project that requires support, reach out today at mercyworldwideministries.com. Let's face it, we all need a trusted mother figure to give us a hand up from time to time. Reach out to mercyworldwideministries.com today and check out the programs and resources available to you. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. How do you um, how do you put your um, music together before you head in the studio? Do you do any rehearsal? Do you do charts? Um, how yeah. do you vet out your music and get it to like where you feel it's really ready to record? Well, uh, yeah, I I choose songs that I I think are appropriate. Uh, like you said, there's an eclectic uh, mix on this last one, um, but I wanted to choose ones that had a positive message that weren't too preachy, uh, not, not over the top with the, with the gospel message necessarily. No, not hit them in the face with it right away. And some are, are completely, um, secular, if you will, like, like, uh, one song on there called Dorothy. I wrote to my wife. It's a love song to her. Uh-huh. Uh, and then babies and old folks is another one. It's, it, doesn't really have anything with uh, to do with Christianity necessarily. Just my view on on seeing uh, little kids and the elderly. It just makes me smile. So, um, so I choose these songs and and then I I select who I want to play on it. I give them the, the charts, uh, let them look them over and practice on their own, and then we get together a few times before because I. Uh, but I, I bring in the individual players individually into the studio, not all at once. I know right. some, some, some people like to do it all at once. Uh, I just think it's too much. It's too hard to control everything at, at the same time. So bring in one, one player at a time. Although we did have the drummer and the bass uh, on the same day, they tend to like to stick together anyway, you know, the drummer and the bass player. Sure. Uh, they, Feed off each other, right? But, uh, and uh, and then just the engineer uh, Greg Roller, he helped co-produce this for me, and uh, and I think it turned out really well. Uh, yeah, you got you got kind of a big sound, you know. It's a big, you know, kind of lush, you know, beautiful sound. I, I love your voice, and the writing is great. Thank you. That's what it's all about, right? Yes, that well, that song was was inspiration. Uh, I was I was going through a tough time, going through a dark time in my life, and I was just you know looking up and saying, "God, where are you? What what's going on? Do you see this? What's going on? Uh, are you even listening? Do you care?" And I was driving between St. Louis and 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 Can- uh, Springfield, St. Louis and Springfield on I forty four, and I heard these words in my head. I just it just came to me. I've never seen the rain where I did not see the sunshine. I've never felt a pain or did not feel relief. And bam, I had to pull over to the side of the road and write that down. <laughs> that was a good so, one. Yeah, great that was lyrics. The start of the song. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, let's do another one. This one is called Momentum.
Momentum, a Stephen Brown special. That was co- awesome, man. Oh, thank you. Hey, uh, tell us the same crowd of people on that one or all different players? Yeah, pretty much the same one, except for Joe Horn. Uh, uh, the electric guitar was done by the engineer and master musician, uh, Greg Roller. And uh, the sax, of course, was uh, Jesse Serrano and drums were uh, uh, Mark Ritchie. And bass was uh, Dave Clark. <clears throat> But and then I was on acoustic at the beginning. You can hear me, and then it kind of faded me out. It, I like I like how we uh, decided to feature each instrument during the the song. Right. Uh, that was an instrumental I was playing with, toying with, uh, just before I started recording, and basically kind of wrote it on the fly in the in the studio. Sometimes that happens. And uh, my first instrumental to be recorded. On, on a CD uh, that I ever, and it's strange also that I would title the uh, the album after that that track, Momentum. It just fits uh, fits the song. Uh, the word momentum fits the feel of the song, but it also fits with my uh, my renewed momentum <laughs> right a renewed right. Uh, uh, sense of, of moving forward forward movement so when you say you're renewed is it were you were you having a period where you're feeling like we all do you know like what am i doing and what's going on yeah. nothing's oh, happening yeah. and you and you got re-energized is that what happened oh yeah yeah right yeah on occasion it happens to me on occasion you know and and i just think okay what am i doing i've tried to quit music in the past and i i couldn't it won't let me give up <laughs> I, i'm starting a school that's called never quit music because we always come back it's like it's like why do we do that <laughs> it's in my blood it's ingrained in my my who i am i think every person that i've ever spoken to uh has done the same thing no matter what level they're on they just say I, I got to stop. I've had enough. I'm frustrated. Whatever it is, you know, maybe something in their life changed. Or what, but everybody always comes back, it seems. Yeah. You know, which is good because we're meant to. We're meant to come back and create. You can't take the uh, creativity out of the artist. You know, it has. Hey, listen, we're all up to uh, comedian now. But before we go into that, <laughs> I mean, I told you I'd need probably four shows for this. But I want to ask you about your commitment to our armed forces. And by the way, thank you very much for uh, for your service to this country. You were an electronic warfare technician. What is that? Yes. Oh, well, uh, basically, electronic maintenance uh, and then operation of the same equipment. Uh, we did uh, naval intelligence. We did, which is not an oxymoron, by the way. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, oh, what else? 16 years this, you were in the Navy. Yes, I was in, in the Navy for 16 years. Uh, during the started off in the height of the Cold War in 1980. And right. so uh, part of what our intelligence side of it, uh, we had to learn, we had to memorize every Soviet uh, aircraft, uh, ship, submarine, their complement, their speed, their, their uh, armament, uh, and so we had to take tests on that in our school schooling that we went to. Uh, but uh, the system I used was a uh, something that was a passive uh, listening device for listening to radars, and we would decipher the system would decipher what kind of uh, radar it was, and from that we could tell you what platform it was coming from. Right. Anyway, uh, that was pretty cool. But um, it kind of just flowed into after I got out of the navy. Uh, I had this electronics experience and some computer experience, and I've become more of a computer guy than electronics maintenance. So you went to 23 different countries. How was that experience, and what did it do to help shape your life as a young man moving forward? Like, do you pull from any of those experiences now when you're, oh, yeah. when you're acting, yeah. writing? Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I have an ear for, uh, for accent and uh, um, uh, dialects 
and I have since I was a little kid, I would I would watch cartoons, you know, and, and mimic those sounds even when I was a little kid. And uh, so I I still do uh, uh, imitations or, or impersonations of, of some cartoon characters. Uh, do you find that uh, you entertain yourself doing that like I do when I get up in the morning? Because I'm single and I live alone. So, you know, I'm yeah. doing the three stooges all together at once and whatever yeah. else. So, yeah, it's, it's very entertaining yeah. around here yeah. in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, if you're just fly on the wall, uh, that would be. It's good uh, though. It's good. It's better than being just mundane, you know, and uninteresting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have grandkids now, and I can I can uh, play around with that uh, with them, and they just look at me like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love to <laughs> watch their reaction whenever I introduce old uh, characters, old voices that they've never heard of. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, as far as uh, Oh, what was I was I talking about? Well, well, we were talking about um, you know, uh, your comedian, and then well, we oh, passed yeah. over that, but we were talking about That's, the Navy actually. But yeah, the Navy. I spent sixteen but, years, twenty four countries now uh, that I've been to, and uh, yeah, I picked up on dialects, I picked up on accents, even learning some of the language. I, you know, I can say a few words in several languages, but just enough to get by you know <laughs> you probably weren't there long enough i mean 23 countries you know and you know what yeah. i mean that's yeah. a lot um so so the whole entertainment bug got into your dna somewhere along the line <laughs> and mm -hmm. and you're just embracing all of it right that's very right. cool that's that's really awesome you know we got to play another one steven because i don't want to sure. i want to ask you more things but i i want to get this one in this one's called i am here I can see the pain inside you Know you feel alone You think all have forsaken you Left you on your own You feel like no one loves you But you live like there's no pain You're dying on the inside Nothing left to gain, but I am here. I am here when you're lonely. I'm here when you're afraid. Wanna hold you when you're hurting. Calm your fears. Wanna be a friend to you and try your Call to me, love to talk with you. I am Child, I know exactly how you feel. For I have scars I took for you, and I shed my blood and tears that you might have a life with me. Know that I am here, I am here. hold you when you're hurting, calm your fears, want to be a friend to you, try your eyes with my love, please call to me, love to talk with you, I am here, please come to me, child I love you. 
Beautiful song, I Am Here. Awesome. Stephen, tell us, how do you fit it all in? All these things you do, how do you fit it all in, my friend? Well, I don't know, really. Just whenever the opportunity arises, you know, I just have to schedule uh, things as I'm available. Right. Uh, I use an online calendar, Google Calendar, you know, and uh, my wife has one. I have one. My son has one. Uh, my wife has one for her mother, my mother-in-law, because she has to deal with her, take her to places and stuff. And so we put it up, we share them all together. So I see what all is going on. And someone asked me, you know, are you busy on this or this? And I have to bring it up. Uh, but, uh, and of course I work a full-time job, my day job. Uh, I'm a technology director for a school district in Southwest Missouri. Yeah, you're and, the author, uh, speaker, teacher, voiceover artist, and IT specialist when you're not doing uh-huh. all the other things in your life. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for the Google Calendar. I, I uh-huh. use it myself, and it's awesome. Not to do a, a, a plug for them. No, no. They, I think they get enough love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, tell us, you know, as we're winding down uh, already, I want to ask you, um, you know, are you performing anywhere? Uh, What's coming up that you're really excited about in the coming months, uh, year, whatever uh, that that you're excited about that's going to happen with your career, your many careers? And uh, can you just give us a, a little snapshot of what that's looking like for you right now? Well, I got, uh, let's see, what's the next thing coming up? Uh, September 24th, uh, I'll be in Yellville, Arkansas for a, a big festival called Truth Stock. Uh, uh, hope this sound doesn't bother you. It's a the, good the sound. Bell, it's a very good ringing. sound. I like that sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bell ringing. Uh, reminds them, uh, me of my days in parochial school like you know uh-huh. you, you better be there and be be on time you know <laughs> that bell is pounded into your head hey how yeah. about finding out where we can buy your music listen to your music support you find out all about become a fan of Stephen Brown how do we do that Stephen oh the quickest and easiest way you can see uh, you can uh, go to my website uh, stephenbrown.org that's with a V S-T-E-V-E-N-B-R-O-W-N dot org and I've got links to where you can uh, preview and uh, buy my music and I've got a, a preview uh, widget there from uh, Reverb Nation that you can play it right on my webpage and then links to a lot of my other uh, social media YouTube, Facebook Twitter, all that, my IMDb page, and so forth. Uh, And we'll put all of those in the show notes uh, so when this airs, people can just click on the links and be taken right to Stephen Brown, find out all about him, support his music. And Stephen, I want to thank you so much for being a part of Dharmic Evolution today. It was great having you on the show. Glad we finally got it uh Got it right. Yeah, thunderstorms. <laughs> I mean, we had everything. We had power outages. We had a compressor uh-huh. failure in the middle of this show and almost no. a cancellation on the thunderstorm, lightning storm this morning, but we, I think we made it. Made it through. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. God bless. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace, and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, the beautiful CD that you need to own today.
by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. It's all glorious. Lift up your hands. Momentum. I am here. That's the awesome music of Stephen Brown. You can check him out now on the Dharmic Evolution website. Now in 56 countries and growing strong. And we're very close to launching our own, very own, very own radio TV satellite network that will put this show into 198 countries very soon. Yes, it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Stay tuned for all the details, and you can now visit the site and find out all about the exciting work we're doing around the world. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com, check it out, or go over to dharmicevolution.com and check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you are on the site, and people from 56 countries around the world are logging in to see you. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent, broadcasting your global career. So until next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mysteries. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mysteries Ride on, ride on, maybe, baby, you and I can find